A consistent body care routine is a really important part of my self-care. I feel so much better when my skin is looking and feeling good. It's such a small thing that has a big impact on your overall day for your well-being. A consistent body care routine doesn't just promote healthy, glowing skin. It actually boosts our mental health, too. So give your skin a glow up with Osea's clinically proven seaweed-infused skincare that provides results you can see and confidence that you can feel. Osea's Andaria Algae Body Butter is not your typical body butter. It transforms dry, crepey skin to smooth, soft, and supple skin, and it's my absolute favorite. I use Osea's products religiously, and I have been for years. It really is the best out there. One of the best parts about the body butter is that it's non-greasy. I hate putting on body lotion and feeling slippery and sticky all day, but Osea's body butter absorbs right into your skin, leaving you feeling hydrated and ready to make the best of whatever is next on your agenda. And it's been shown to hydrate you for 72 hours after applying. Skin care is self-care, so this is a habit worth keeping all year round. With Osea, you will get clean, seaweed-infused products from a company with over 27 years of experience, making sure they are the safest for your skin and the planet. All of Osea's products are vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Glow from the inside out with clean skin and body care from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with the code YOGA at OseaMalibu.com. You'll get free samples with every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Head to OseaMalibu.com and use the code YOGA for 10% off. Vitamins and supplements are one of the best basic ways to ensure you're meeting your body's nutritional needs. But it can feel impossible to figure out which ones to take, especially when you're standing in that vitamin aisle without a knowledgeable professional there to help you out. I know I've spent hundreds of hours in my own vitamin research over the years, and I still find myself second-guessing and turning around to find more information before I'm really sure I'm making the best choice for my own body. Care of is a new kind of vitamin company. Honesty is their cornerstone, so you'll feel like you're speaking to a friend who has your best interest at heart. Takecareof.com breeze through a quick questionnaire about your diet and health goals, and you can arrive at a personalized list of the best natural supplements that your unique body needs. Each vitamin is described in detail. Where in the world is the best ingredients from and how are they processed? The benefits are all listed and the honest results of case studies conducted with it. Everything is easily displayed alongside your recommended dose. Once you review, edit, and confirm your personalized order, your first monthly shipment will be on its way. Your supplements come in personalized daily packs, making your daily routine super duper easy. Getting recurring monthly orders means that you never have to miss a day or deal with replacing bottles. You can modify your subscription at any time too. Best of all, you actually save money when you get your vitamins from Care of compared to your local health food store. My Care of daily packs include adaptogen and energy-boosting vitamins, which are super helpful for me as a mom these days. Go to TakeCareOf.com right now for your personalized recommendation. Use the offer code HEART and get 50% off of your first month's order. That's TakeCareOf.com. The offer code is HEART. TakeCareOf.com. Hi, and welcome to another episode of From the Heart Conversations with Yoga Girl. Today on the show, I have... <laughs> I have Dennis on the show today. Hello, Dennis. Hello, world. <laughs> Hello, world. <laughs> you know that um, people ask almost every day for you to come back on the show? Really? Yes. 
Yeah, that's mind-blowing. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> But you, you know that our, the podcast episode that we did uh, is the highest viewed podcast show of all the episodes. I didn't know that. No? I thought that uh, Amelia would... No, it's, your, it's you and I and then Amelia's episode and then I think the birth story, something like that. Hmm. So I know you don't love to sit here and talk to the world <laughs> through the mic. Um, but I'm really grateful that you joined me. And everyone listening, thank you for nagging him and for <laughs> really making this happen. But what is it about recording the podcast that you don't love? I don't mind it at all, to be honest. I just don't think I have much to say or I don't think I'm an interesting person. That is one. And then the second is that if you're recording a podcast, that means someone needs to be with the baby girl. <laughs> yeah, okay. Logistical <laughs> stuff. Yeah. Well, I think uh, you are a really interesting person and we have interesting stuff to to share uh baby girl right now she's with my sister my little sister maya she's 16 uh she explicitly said if she poops i'm coming over <laughs> so we might have to cut this podcast uh, make make a little break to change the diaper if that happens but um how are you feeling good yeah yeah that's it That, yeah, what else should I put? I don't know. How, how is life? How is We recorded this podcast last. It was 21 weeks ago. Yeah. <laughs> so I feel like a lot has happened. We have now a six-month-old. She turned half a year yesterday. Yeah, that's true. We've had a lot of ups and downs, mostly ups. Yeah. Yeah, but what's it, what's it like? How is your end of the table right now? I, yeah, it's, it's been good for me. I'm in a, I think I'm in a good place. <laughs> I'm pretty happy. We're going back home on Saturday, but Stockholm has been good to me. So, yeah, do you wanna do you wanna move here? Probably not. <laughs> but the you know that quest the answer to that question used to be yes. Like you always wanted to live in Sweden. Oh well, I do want to live somewhere outside of Aruba for at least a year. But I don't wanna. I don't see myself living here my whole life. I don't see. Like wherever we move to will be like a temporary house, but home for me will be Aruba. Yeah. Someone said that yesterday. They're like, oh, are you looking forward to the, going to the, to the warmth and the beach again? I'm like, yeah, I really miss home. Hmm. And they're like, home? So Aruba is really home? But I mean, you've been there your whole life, 31 years. I've been there for seven and a half, seven years. Yeah. Time flies. Yeah, but we're, we're traveling a lot too. L less now with a baby, but I mean... If if we're on the island for seven years, you go you would go crazy. Hell yeah! <laughs> But I mean, if you're getting off the island here and there, then it's perfect. Yeah, we were we've been here we've been in Sweden now for eleven weeks this summer. It's way more than we had anticipated. Yeah, I think three whole months. Yeah, no more, more first five weeks and then oh yeah, three whole months. Yeah, you're right. Okay, my <laughs> math is really off. <laughs> But it's good. But um, so we've been taking some questions through social media. I know I have some things I want to cover. Um, the number one requested question now that I asked if anyone has something to ask you is, how was Iron Man? It was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> no, I had a I had a really good time. Um, I enjoyed every kilometer of it. And uh, well, that's such a weird thing. Yeah, I it was nice. I really enjoyed it. I took it slow. Don't get me wrong. Like I didn't, I didn't go at the my capable pace. I just I went to finish. So I took my time on the bike. I took I think three pee breaks. I stopped to stretch my legs, and running I walked during the marathon. I walked so much, and 
intervals, run, walk, run, walk. So I I didn't feel, yeah, I didn't, I, I, I wasn't longing for it to be over. Like I was actually enjoying it. I feel like you're the only person <laughs> who responds in that way because it's such a, um, can you share like how, what are the distances again? Um, I can do that in uh, kilometers, yeah. even though most people know miles. So I did uh, three point, I think it was 3.8, 3.9 kilometers. Which took of of swimming. Swimming, you start with swimming. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's like two, 2.3 miles, I would say. But uh, like an hour and 15 minutes of swimming. It took me an hour and 18 minutes. I had to stop twice because both legs cramped in the water. So I had to like get off, get out of the the herd of people moving through because otherwise you're going to be crushed by all the other swimmers. So you had to go off the, or I went off the course for a second to lie on my back, float on my back. And then as the cramps got less, I massaged both calves and then I got back into the herd and <laughs> continued. But the water was pretty cold, no? Um, the water was, yeah, for an Aruban kid, Sure, it was really cold, but I did a half Ironman uh, in the beginning of the summer up north in Sweden, and that was really cold. I couldn't keep my face in the water. In Vansbro. In Vansbro. So if you, if I had to compare it with that, uh, the water was fine. <laughs> it wasn't murky. It was clear. Even though it was brown, it's not Aruba turquoise blue, but you could still see. It wasn't like black in front of you, and that helps a lot too when you swim. That was my only, or my not my only, but my biggest fear because I, ha I was googling like uh, how many people have ever died doing an Ironman yeah. like I, I was because you're such a determined person I feel like your mind is like even stronger than your body so I, I had this worry that if you would get injured or halfway through like you would like mess up your knee or your hamstring or something would happen that you would like continue pushing through and then you would end up with like a real injury And then I, I was Googling, like, what are, what's the worst thing that can happen in an Ironman? And it turns out, like, a bunch of people died during yeah. Ironman. And it was almost always in the water. It used to be, yeah, it used to be different. The start used to be a mass start. Um, I don't know how many of you have seen an Ironman start before, but back in the day, uh, when the gun goes off, the clock goes off. That means that if you're all the way in the back and you want to set a good time, um, if you're all the way in the back, it takes you 15 minutes before you get into the water. That's not fair. <laughs> so it's not fair, but that means that that person is more eager to get into the water and they don't care who's in their way. Uh, and of yeah. course, if you get underneath the, the, the herd, yeah, the herd, the stampede, like you, I don't know, you, people, I guess, drowned. But I'm not sure if last year or two years ago, they changed it that most of the Ironman now has a rolling start, which means the gun goes off, but your clock goes off. Um, your clock starts when you cross the start line. So you can take your time. and You, you can take your time, rush. yeah. And because it's most, I mean, I okay, I did a a, a little mini <laughs> bullshit version of a triathlon, a tiny sprint triathlon. Uh, but people just elbow you in the face, and like, and that was like not even a, a big a big yeah, was a deal. I was the last one immediately because <laughs> I was just okay. One, I, I suck at swimming, and two, it's super scary to just be in that group of people that are like eager to to win at something or to you know yeah just. People just want to go. They don't want to yeah. get stuck. But this one, there was like how many how many thousands of people did this Ironman? I think it was 3,000. I, mm -hmm. I can't remember if it was a little under 3,000 or, or if it was more than 3,000. But it was, the, I just remember the number 3,000. Mm -hmm. And then, okay, so it took you an hour and 18 minutes. To swim. Uh, four kilometers almost of, of swimming. Yeah. And then uh, you got on the bike. <laughs> then I got on the bike. That's 180 <laughs> kilometers. Uh yeah, 100 I, miles? No, 100 and... 
18 miles. 118 miles. Okay. A lot of miles. A lot of miles. And <laughs> and there's this app, right? So we so um, Dennis was doing this in Kalmar, and then me and Olivia with the 109 group, our mission trip, uh, mission foundation, we had a, a, a trip supporting uh, for female empowerment happening in Erland. So there's this app. I, I couldn't be there during the, the day, uh, but we were tracking you, and it was really, uh, really intense. It's yeah. kind of like watching narcos like <laughs> yesterday you fell asleep but i'm like what's gonna happen next like it was like really yeah because you could see every like little marker that you passed if you had slowed down or picked up the pace and yeah. we didn't know how you felt like if you were in pain or if it was yeah. easy yeah but you were on the bike for six and a half hours mm-hmm. and oh, that that went a little slower than i like i i gave myself like a lot of i kind of planned out how i wanted to do it conservatively and the biking, I thought I was going to do it under six hours. And I put my conservative time at six and a half hours. But it turned out it was six and a half hours. And I didn't push myself to the limit, but I wasn't really going slow either. But it was super windy. The wind had a huge effect. Uh, there was a, a wind. There, uh, yeah, the wind was 20, 25 knots. I don't know if that says anything to you. <laughs> uh, it was just really windy. And uh, there was two... Not really steep climbs, because Kalmar is pretty flat, but there was two little climbs against the wind. And yeah, it just slowed me down completely. But, but then somewhere okay. there, because I was teaching, and then we were done teaching, and I was with the baby, and, and Patrick texts, he's like, I'm going to go and see if I can like catch Dennis on the bike. Yeah, so he saw he me was, like three or four he times. Saw you, he saw you way more than I did. <laughs> he, was, he, was, he was a more dedicated <laughs> dedicated family member. Um, but then I got in the car with my mom, and with my sisters, and with the baby, and uh, it was really hard to like determine where we had to be to to pat- see you. And then I was we were following the app, and we found this place where we could pause and wait. And we thought it would be like maybe fifteen twenty minutes. And we're, we stood there, and then I'm like, you know, I'm gonna just take the baby out so that when he comes in five or ten minutes, like we're ready. And I got her out, and I turned around, and there you were. And it was like <laughs> two seconds. Like we got to like wave, and then you were gone. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was yeah. It's it's kind of hard to be like a solid supporter during the Ironman because you can't like. During Follow. the bike, yeah, during the bike is a little harder compared to the swim or the run because mm-hmm. those are more in a in a smaller area, which is easier to go from one side to the other side as a spectator. With the bike, they, you go so far that... Yeah, even with a car, like, we couldn't keep up. The, the, yeah, <laughs> but the traffic is blocked too. You can't go anywhere. And Yeah, we ended up behind the last person biking, <laughs> which was this, this old older man. And it was so sad because behind him is, like, the ambulance and all these Ironmen, like people and and it was just they're like pushing him like (laughs) he must have felt a lot of pressure maybe he just yeah decided to totally chill but everyone uh, everyone finished the biking biking, yeah which is pretty amazing yeah but when patrick saw you the first time you took a break to pee (laughs) yeah and then uh you told him that your knee was bothering you that was actually the last time i saw him it was in the first time okay it was halfway through the 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 bike the, the biking and I stopped for my first pee break, and it was right after the really long climb. It was maybe a 10-mile climb against the wind, and my right knee started to... It didn't start to hurt, but I could feel that something is going to happen if I keep pushing it for another 10 hours. <laughs> um, so I just asked him, hey, is there a doctor here? I could really use some liniment or tiger balm just to put a little icy hot feeling on my right side of my knee. And... 
And I guess he panicked. <laughs> He's yeah, like, oh, he needs a doctor. He needs a doctor. <laughs> so then like, the rumors spread because then you had to take off again. He was like, yeah. whoa, like I don't think his knee is good. And this was kind of early on in the whole, yeah. like you still had how many hours to go? This was know. when I was four hours in, I four think. Four hours in. And we knew, okay, maybe there's hour. like 10 hours to go. Yeah. So then the rumors spread like, oh my God, his knee. And then I got super worried. Mm-hmm. And then when that we, we kind of ended the day with the group and then you finished your biking and we didn't know how you were. And in the evening, we decided we were going to come and watch you cross the... Uh, the finish lines after I taught in the evening and then we could see on the app how like you went from like your first kilometers of running was pretty strong like you were like I don't know for having gone for like 10 hours already you were you were doing really good and then the second kilometer was like a huge like you stopped like you just started walking and then it was like like that so I was really worried and I got really emotional in the car and I was like (laughs) oh my god then this is a broken man we're gonna have to go find him and like help him run I had this kind of I like I could see us like okay we're gonna like get you over the finish line by like walking by your side and like making you you know I thought you were gonna be crying and like fully like a broken man and then we get to Kalmar and it's so packed of people and we have the baby in the stroller and it's like the excitement was just it was really hard to get places and the first thing we see when we get out of the car we like we walked five seconds with the stroller is Dennis, <laughs> like casually waving at people, smiling, like talking to someone on the side of the road. Like you were, I've never seen you with a smile on your face that big. Like, yeah, that was the last laugh. <laughs> but it was just like so typical you. Like your mindset was just so, and I'm like, oh my God, are you okay? You're like, yes, it's so fun. Do you guys know where the finish line is? Do you want me to help you? Wait. And then, and then you stopped and you're like, oh, you have to go left here and then right. And I'm like, dude, like we can find our way to the finish line. <laughs> like, are you alive right now? And you were just, you felt fine. Yeah. But it's, I really love that about you. Hmm. Yeah. But it's a, it's a, the mindset of like having fun and finishing and being easygoing versus the most, I, mean, I think 90% of everybody you saw there had like their jaws like clenched. You, they couldn't even see people on the side of the road. It was just like. Yeah, they were going for the time, probably. Yeah, or they're so exhausted at the end, it's like they can barely make it past the the finish line. Maybe when I'm 50 and this is like my uh, full-time hobby, (laughs) maybe I'll be one of those persons really like trying to beat the best time that I had and really focusing. But for now, it's just... But even in Aruba, the half Ironman you did, you were like having fun. And that was a good time And everyone else was like, you know staring at some strange point in, in front of them in the distance and you're just smiling like talking to people it's yeah. it's super fun but do you know kind of how, how do you get that how can you keep that mindset during such a high pressure event that's a I, I don't know that's a good question i don't know why i feel so happy when i'm doing those <laughs> things either <laughs> but it's not really normal i think no no I remember when I was, uh, the, the day after when I was checking out of the hotel, because I stayed there with my dad, um, I was in an elevator with two other guys and they asked, uh, how was your Ironman? I'm like, I, I told them I had so much fun. I finished. It was my first one. And then the, both of them were like, liar. <laughs> <laughs> and then they walked out of the elevator. <laughs> I didn't even get a chance to like explain myself. Like it wasn't fun. Like yeah. it can't be fun. Oh God. That's kind of like how... Uh, um yeah whenever you meet if you've had a baby and you meet someone who's like oh my god so how was labor oh it was amazing like those women how it triggers like okay how fun for you that it was amazing like um yeah so my my dad had a had a baby just six weeks before Lea Luna was born and then he called to kind of share the story for anyone listening if you didn't know my, my dad just 
never quits. <laughs> Has six babies, might have another six, like who knows. His uh, wife is uh, a year older than that is. But it's all fine now. Anyway, <laughs> so they had the baby and he's like telling the story of, yeah, we went to the hospital and contractions were like pretty intense. And then they asked if she wanted the epidural and she said, you know, I think I want one. So they left the room to get the anesthesiologist and then the head came out. And <laughs> 20 seconds later, the baby was there. Like it took them less than three minutes to have this baby. Yeah. And everything was so amazing and so magical. And I'm like, mm-hmm. Yeah, I had this like almost 30 hour labor. Like, thank you for sharing this. Like, I'm, mm-hmm, thank you, thank you. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's kind of triggering, you know, when something yeah. is for most people like the most challenging thing they've ever done. I don't think anyone else, hour 12 into an Ironman, is smiling. <laughs> uh, I maybe I disagree. I don't know. There, there must be other people out there having fun. I didn't fun. see. Yeah, but they're not showing it, maybe. I don't know. I didn't see anyone else like, yeah, talking, was, laughing. In the last lap, I was talking to. To everyone I came yeah. that passed me or I passed him, I was just <laughs> asking them about but, life and stuff. But you're such a weirdo also because, uh, okay, so the other day Dennis is like, yeah, I don't know what it is about Swedish people. Like they don't, they don't greet you in the street. Like if you say hi, can you, can you share that? Like when you go running? I think if I think it's really rude if you're walking in the street and someone looks at you in the, in the eyes and they don't say hi. It's kind of weird. <laughs> like if someone looks at me in the eyes if we if we cross roads and you you see me in my face i'm gonna greet you that's just <laughs> manners <laughs> but that means that you go out for these long runs and you're just hey hi hello hello well hello. I, <laughs> not like i'm a politician but if i run and there's someone coming on the opposite side i'm gonna like either nod my head smile or wave <laughs> it's just it's i think that's basic human manners yeah in sweden people probably think that you're a psychopath <laughs> swedish people don't like to to interact unless they they have to so i, yeah. I can just even kinda... outside our apartment i greet everyone in the hall and th- that's really weird you live in the same building and then no one talks to each other no no not at all no i mean i'm sure like if you say hi to someone in the building they go back to their family they're like there's this weird guy living here now <laughs> he's trying to talk to me in the hallway <laughs> But that's a good quality. I don't want you to ever, yeah, lose that. You are listening to From the Heart, Conversations with Yoga Girl. Capturing your memories is so valuable. And these days, it's so easy. What isn't easy is taking our precious moments from our devices to our home so that we can view our precious moments in our day-to-day lives. Do you have hundreds or maybe even thousands of photos living on your phone or on random flash drives, all scattered without one single picture in a frame? That's my life. (laughs) Now you can take those precious moments out of your phone and put them onto your wall with framebridge.com. I always love placing sentimental photos all around the house. It can just turn my whole day around when I look up and I see a photo of mine and Dennis's wedding day. My favorite photo at the house right now is my baby's face when we dipped her in the ocean for the very first time. Well, with framebridge.com, our home is now filled with even more cherished memories. With their simple online ordering process, you can order a fully customized piece in minutes without ever having to leave your house. Just go to framebridge.com and upload your photo from your computer or even directly from Instagram. If you have a physical photo or artwork, you can send it in and they will provide secured prepaid packaging so you can mail it for free. Preview your photo online in your selected frame or get free help from talented designers and then wait just days, not weeks, for the expert team to frame and deliver your finished piece right to your door ready to put up on the wall. 
Instead of paying hundreds at a usual framing store, prices at framebridge.com start at $39 and all shipping is free. Plus, all from the heart listeners get 15% off their first order when they use the promo code YOGAGIRL. Framebridge.com even offers a happiness guarantee. So if you aren't 100% satisfied with your order, they will make it right. Get started today framing your photos and your art. Go to framebridge.com and use the promo code YOGAGIRL and you'll save an additional 15% off of your first order. That's framebridge.com, promo code YOGAGIRL. Framebridge.com, promo code YOGAGIRL. When we moved from Aruba to Sweden, we weren't really sure what to do with our home in Aruba. We didn't want to sell the space that had so many memories and offered us a place to stay when we returned to the island. But what else could we do after moving internationally? That's when my husband came up with a brilliant plan. We can become hosts on Airbnb. Since starting this, I can officially say my husband had the best idea ever. The process of getting our property on Airbnb was so easy. We were able to ask other hosts for tips and got a lot of great feedback. And actually, we still get tons of good feedback and we're constantly improving our space. An Airbnb is really flexible. You just choose the dates you want to host. So if you don't have a full-time rental property like us, that's perfect too. Hosting on Airbnb is great for anyone who frequently travels or has the extra space or has a seasonal house or even someone who always goes away at the same time of year for family traditions or work events. We all know the cost of living is excessive right now, so you can get more out of your space when you host on Airbnb. The added income has been so important for my family and has given my husband a project to manage that he genuinely enjoys. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. But that's weird. that's one thing. That's when I'm on my own and that's when I'm running. That's when I'm doing my thing. But whenever we're at an event, like a yoga event, I become the opposite. Like I become like... I kind of hunch my back. I kind of become this little person. You you become introverted. Yeah, I I don't look at anyone in the face. I just like look down. It's yeah, weird. Yeah, you have those two really serious contrasts. It's like, it's like opposite. No gray. No gray area at all. Yeah. You're either the most sociable like person ever. I'm socially challenged. Or you're socially challenged, like at an extreme, at an in an, an extreme way. That is that is super interesting. Like yesterday, we went to the dentist, and you're like, um, "Can you can you come show me like where to go and kind of talk to the receptionist for me?" And I'm like, "Dude, like you're a grown man. Like go to the dentist yourself." <laughs> <laughs> or the other day, we went into the elevator with the baby, and then a man, like a random person, steps in the elevator with us, and then it just looks at me, steps out of the elevator, and takes the stairs. <laughs> Like, <laughs> we were over the capacity. We were not over. There were three people in that elevator. Oh my god! Yeah, but I mean, you kind of—I don't want to say like you don't like people. Like, of course, you love people. You're just kind yeah. of socially awkward sometimes. Yeah, but you own it too. Like, you don't try to. No. No. Yeah, I'm really socially awkward, and maybe people think I'm rude at those times. But it's it's just I don't know it's I don't mean to be no I don't think they think so I don't know it's really funny so I guess the point is when I'm exercising I'm really happy and I want to be everybody's <laughs> friend and if I'm not <laughs> you're a grump yeah but then you managed to finish the run yeah and that crossing the finish line so I wanted to talk about this during the podcast too because I've shared a little pieces of it through Instagram and I shared it also in the retreat that we haven't had in Ireland but. You training for the Ironman was one of the hardest things that I've had to go through. And we still have like uh, differences in 
you know, how this kind of went down and why it was yeah. hard and what it was. But I, I want to talk about that. Okay. Without fighting. Okay. Mm -hmm. That was another question we got. Like, do you guys ever fight? And I'm like, are they all the time? Kidding. <laughs> like, all the time. Like, we don't fight, like, with yelling and fists. Like, no, but we, like, discuss stuff a lot. With loud voices. <laughs> with loud voices. Do you think we fight a lot? We fight. I, I don't know what average is for fighting people, but... I don't think so. We have our... We, we have our differences of opinion a lot yeah, of time. Yeah, like we discuss stuff a lot. Yeah. Like last night on the couch, we spent like an hour discussing like equality and feminism. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I would go as far as to say having a baby is the most challenging thing that we have ever gone through as a couple. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. What is the, what is the hardest part about being a dad? Uh... I don't know. I I guess it's the same thing I said last time. Just freedom, the uh, not being able to grab a backpack and leave, or if someone tells you, "Hey, five minute this bar or five minute that park," you can't just okay go. It's I I guess that's the most challenging part. But other than that, I don't I don't think it's that hard. Maybe oh yeah, when we're at at night, when we're done, when we're tired. And we kind of want to chill. We can't chill. We're still on. We're on forever. Yeah. <laughs> For the rest of our lives, we're on. But it's definitely getting easier with her getting older and understanding things. It is, it is. No, but for for me, so the... Like, it's a really also a contrasting, contrasting thing because you started training for the Ironman when I was pregnant and we decided yeah. that... Because uh, we already we had some friends that had uh, kind of uh, that just had a baby earlier or six or nine months earlier, where they trained for the Ironman as the baby was born, and it was super challenging, like yeah. a really horrible thing. So we decided, okay, we're gonna do this. Like you can train for as long as it works for the family, because we didn't know what it was gonna be like, of yeah. course, to have a uh, a baby. And I definitely arrived at like a couple of moments during <laughs> the past months where I was like, it's not working for me anymore. Yeah, and I think our our perspectives of um, so for a normal person training for an Ironman, say a person that doesn't have a newborn baby and running seven companies, yeah. how much should they train? Between uh, about twenty five hours a week. <laughs> so it's like it's a almost a full time job, like it's a part time yeah. job. Yeah, that's a lot of hours for someone. For but you just said it for a normal person training. Yes, for, for I'm saying like for a normal person, like that's a lot of a lot of hours that you that's should be dedicating here. So to, no, well let me put that back. If you're taking Ironman serious and you're going for the time, and this is like kind of like your main, not your main, but if it's a huge part of your life, it's like that. Yeah. 25 hours because then you make a lot of sacrifices. Of course, you have yeah. to sacrifice other things to be able to do that, and I think. Um, from my end, uh, like in your book, because you ended up, of course, not at all training even close to how much you wanted to train to prepare for Ironman. Yeah. You felt like you barely trained, like you didn't do anything. Which is true. From your end, yes. Well, and you were book, nervous because I, you didn't think I was going to finish because I didn't no, train but enough. I didn't really, yeah, of course I was nervous <laughs> about that. But for me, it's like, even if it's six hours a week training, like that's six hours of me not having support with the baby. Like, that was it. So for me, like, the six hours was a lot. And for you, and you're like, I'm not even training. Like, how can you think that this is a thing? And I'm like, you're not appreciating the fact that you are training, just not as much as you want to. It's still, you know, hours where I have to step up and kind of be that extra person doing even yeah, more things. But at the same time, 
for me, in that space, when we were in Aruba, you were doing yoga seven days a week. Yes. You were doing you were an doing hour a day. More than an hour a day. Some of them were uh, longer than an hour. Some we of them don't were, have. We only no? have seventy-five okay. minute classes. Let's say it's just an hour. <laughs> yoga. Yeah. And uh, you, for me, it felt like we were in balance because the amount of uh, hours per week I was gone was the same amount of hours per week you were in training. I mean, you were doing yoga, but in your in your perspective, is my training is maybe three times a week, but it will be like. One of them like is four hours and the other one is one hour. The other one is two hour kind of thing. Yeah, but also the time of like, okay, you're like, I'm going biking. And then you could be gone like six or seven hours that like you're gone. But maybe you spent like four hours on the bike and you're like, yeah. oh, I should have I should have been on the bike for six hours. But I only kept it to four so I can get home and be with the baby. So for you, you're like, damn, I did. I'm compromising. But then it's like you spent 45 minutes taking a dump in the morning and then you went and you're talking to your friends and then it took this and then you went shopping for something. So all in all, on my end, it was like you were gone for seven hours. I don't give a shit if you spent one of those hours on the bike. Like what time yeah. counts for me is the amount of time that's gone. But the difference between uh, us also is like when you go to yoga, I go with you to yoga. I'm, I'm there. So you feel you're literally gone for one hour. Yeah, because I take the baby right away afterwards. Because I'm there with the baby with you, and then I'm there with the baby when you're done. If you would have come five in the morning with me yeah. to training hell with no. the baby, it would have been a lot less too. <laughs> yeah, but hell no. But that's not how it works. But I guess this is kind of, these were the arguments that we've had, like yeah. a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. And it started adding on, and then some, and then I, like there Can, were moments where I was like, fuck this shit. Because also, I, I think one of the bigger pieces is that I, I am the one who, who has to work a lot. Yeah. Like, I can't delegate what I do. I can't yeah. have someone else write my book or blog or yeah. record this podcast or make whatever else that, that I'm doing in the day. So if I was just, I don't want to use the word just because being a stay-at-home mom or a stay-at-home dad is like probably the hardest thing <laughs> that anyone could ever do. But if I only was a stay-at-home mom, it would be totally different. Yeah. But then it was like the, the extra hours that I would get in the day, I had to work. Yeah. So I felt like the imbalance was just... It grew and grew and grew. And it was one of those things that just kind of like right before the Ironman, like I had like an explosion where I was like this. Yeah. But for me, that explosion is not only Ironman. It's also like of course, you being nervous in front of a retreat or leaving your leaving little baby with the, with your mom. Yeah. Instead it was of me. a lot of things. It's, it's a mixture of a lot of things and the pressure on me to finish this race. Yeah. And at the same time, like I, I was really proud of you. Like I still am. When, when we talk mm. about Ironman, I'm super proud that you completed that. Like yeah. being at the finish line with you, I was crying. Like it was such a, a huge moment. It's just, and I guess a lot of this is also on, on my end. Like I started feeling like I'm going to burn out, like not sleeping at night, taking care of the baby, working so that you can have like extra hours to be on a bicycle and mm. like being on a bicycle it's kind of a self-fulfilling like, like doing yoga. triathlons no <laughs> do you think so yeah i took a yoga class with you a few days ago that was pretty self-fulfilling no but i mean not if your whole life and like our entire living is made out of the teaching of yoga like if i don't practice yoga and i don't teach yoga like we don't have an income at the end of the day like yoga is like our business it's our passion it's life you, yeah you could see it that way but the same way, like, instead of doing seven days yoga every damn day, you could do yoga every other damn day and then do something else that is fun in that same hour. Yeah, but I mean, the same way 
So one hour of yoga every day keeps me sane so that I can yeah. be a better mom, I can be a better wife, I can be a better boss, like all those things work, you yeah. know. But for me, it's like that's the max that I can take in a day it's just to like function. And if I can make it happen every day, I do. Here in Sweden, it's really hard. But like the the six hours on a bike and the 14-hour races and like the amount of training that has Race. to happen all the time. Race. But you want to do more, right? Yeah, but I'm not allowed to. Well, I'm not going to like be the dictator of the family. But... As it was then, I mean, she's not going to be that little again. Like, it's, yeah. it's just getting easier and easier. It's too, totally freaking true. If it had to be the same way again, like, I would say no. Like, yeah. I couldn't do that again. Like, I'm going to... Just to share a little light on our day-to-day, um, like, my, I'm the one spending most of the time with the with baby during the day. Now. Now, for the last... Even before... In Sweden, even before the Ironman, I was walking with her the whole time. Yeah. And uh, this Ironman was actually a gift from you for Christmas. Yeah, I regretted that so much. <laughs> now I don't. Like I'm. Yeah, I'm glad we went gift. through this struggle. It's a good gift, but. But a few years before, I can't remember. You had three bad Christmases. I had of, three bad Christmases. <laughs> false promise of IOUs on piece of papers, and uh, no, there was only two. Damn, I can't remember what it was. One of them was a goat. Thank you so much oh, for shit. that goat. Yeah, that was a, that was the lowest. Like I gifted and then you the, the next goat year was and you're like, like an, this is not a gift for me. <laughs> and then the next year I got like an IOU kind of gift. And then, No, no, and I, I compensated for the goat the year after because there was... I can't remember okay, it I'm going to have to sit on this for a moment. And then there was like an IOU Iron Man. I'm like, oh man, this again. And then the pressure on you was so big because you already gifted to like... Yeah, because I want to be a supportive wife. Like one, I know... Like, seeing that smile on your face at the end of that race, like, yeah, like, I want you to be that happy. But there were parts of this training where it's like, we have so many things to do. We've done, like, seven retreat groups since the baby was born. She's only six months old. Like, there's so much pressure on my shoulders to be the one to, like, provide and perform and to, like, sometimes I feel like I'm alone in, like, providing here. Like, we have that different uh, family constellation than, like, a traditional... Right, you stop working and then everything is on my shoulders. And it became like my alone time, I had to work. Yeah. And your alone time, you got to train. So for me, it like, it wasn't fair. No, that's not true. I never make you feel guilty for... No, you never feel... You know, no, there was no guilt there. But that was just like... Even if for I, alone time. Yeah, but even now, like when you have the baby in the day, like I'm not out like having a grand old time. Like no, I have pressure to perform and work. But that's why that doesn't count as time for you or time for me. That's right, just at all. I'm with the baby. Exactly. And then if you go to yoga the night... Like this week, for instance, I think I wanted to go running on Sunday or last week Sunday, and I couldn't on Sunday. But then Monday I couldn't, and then Tuesday I couldn't. But yeah, but those that's nights, also like dude. no. But I mean, like that's for me to move. But yeah. those nights you were able here, to take a yoga class, or you were able to go yeah, have girls' night course. or have a wine, and then I feel like okay, that's time that we could share. Yeah, we could share. But here it's cool all day. Like you could run in the middle of the day. Yeah, and I did. Yes. So you have to make that priority of like, okay, uh, like in Aruba, that was also part of the the thing. Like we would have a night that didn't work, like where I was up all night long, like baby crying. And then you leave at 6 a.m. to go biking, 5 a.m. to go biking the whole half day. So then I'm like, I never got a break. But that's only on Sundays though, to be honest. But I mean, before the Ironman, the pressure of like, you would never say no because you had to train. Because of course there's this pressure of like, fuck, maybe I won't make it. Now, like, I feel like you train the same now, but the pressure is off. So it's like, if we have a bad night and I'm like, I need another 45 minutes of sleep or I'm not going to work, I can't function. You would stay home and you would just bike another day or like, 
there's flexibility now that wasn't present there. I, yeah, that's a, that's the thing where I think you and me are, where we're still not uh, on the same page. Because I, for me, during the Ironman, I felt like I would do those things too, except for that Sunday that you keep mentioning. Yeah, but I don't, <laughs> I don't agree here at all, like at yeah. all. But it's also, yeah, like I didn't even, it didn't even really occur to me until we started having these arguments of the, the fact that I'm alone in the night with her. Yeah. And I, I decided that early on, like what's the point in waking you up so you can stare at me while I breastfeed the baby every hour the and then you're useless in the day. So like I, you know, there's no point in waking you up. I'm not going to no. But six months of not sleeping one single night, like it mm. kind of gets to you after a while. I know, right? All the <laughs> nagging. Do you have no Dude, clue to have your wife the nag up. the whole day about <laughs> not sleeping. <laughs> and it's so funny because people ask that all the time. Like, do you share the nights? You don't, like, you're like a zombie. I think you could sleep through like an earthquake, a hurricane. Uh, like waking Dennis up in the middle of the night is a, it's, it's a project on its own. But I want to share the nights. I told you this. Yes, I, yes. I told you that you The road should... to hell is paved with good intentions. No, but I mean... <laughs> I, how many times did I ask you to go sleep at your mom's and like yes, I will, since we had the really peak issue here yeah but that never happened but I mean but you do you remember do, do you remember when the baby was I don't know just how many weeks old and then I finally like she she was just up the whole night and I finally had enough and I woke Dennis up and I'm like you have to take her now and then you st- you're like oh and you pissed off and like yeah that was grouchy. like 3 a.m. and 3 a.m. yeah like just kind of you're not like a good nighttime person at no. all and then you have her and you're walking up and down like bouncing this like crying baby and of course i can't like sleep i'm just like lying there like trying to see what's happening and then in the middle of it you stop and you're like babes i'm dropping the baby <laughs> i'm dropping the baby take the baby and i'm like what just don't drop the baby <laughs> and, and she's slowly sliding down your body because you were asleep yeah <laughs> like, it's so so funny you are listening to from the heart conversations with yoga girl bra shopping is not my favorite thing to do and i know i am not alone i would much rather spend time with my baby or go to a yoga class but what if you could skip all the hassle and find your perfect fitting bra in just minutes well now with third love you can't I opt for comfort over restriction, and I actually didn't wear a bra for years, thinking I couldn't have both support and something I didn't want to take off minutes after putting it on. I decided to come back to bras recently now that I'm breastfeeding and I'm a mom, but I remember just how hard it can be to find a bra that actually fits. Well, thanks to a new bra company, I now have a bra that fits super well and is comfortable all day long. Third Love has changed the industry. Using women's real measurements and super smoothing memory foam, Third Love creates bras that fit better and that feel great. They are obsessed with finding the perfect fit for every person out there, which is why they are the only lingerie brand with half cup sizes. There's a perfect bra for everyone. Find yours in just seconds by answering a few simple questions on Third Love's Fit Finder. For all of you in the U.S., you can go to thirdlove.com heart and just pay for shipping. And Third Love's signature 24-7 bra is on its way. You can really test out your new bra as well. Just cut the tags off, wash it, wear it all day long through every activity on your schedule. It's so comfortable you might even forget that you're wearing it. And if the bra is not your new favorite after 30 days, you can easily return or exchange it for free. Go to thirdlove.com heart right now to find your perfect fitting bra and try it for 30 whole days. That's thirdlove.com heart to try your new favorite bra for free. Thirdlove.com heart. 
we were talking about that yesterday like I don't know if it's a physiological thing I mean for sure when you've given birth like you also have a lot of adrenaline and like breastfeeding makes you like yeah you know I would never be asleep holding the baby but it's a different thing being a dad yeah. <laughs> like I'm dropping the baby please just don't drop, <laughs> drop the baby <laughs> no but I mean all of that stuff like it it counts but yeah. I'm also used to not yeah I don't know like I'm used to just doing all the things and I yeah. I don't like compromising and not doing everything at work and not being with the baby all the time like I want to do everything and I, just, yeah. I think the lesson here is we shouldn't how do you mean? like we shouldn't do try to do everything at the same time no, but you, like when you go to work, you feel guilty for going to work, for instance, which yeah. I th don't think you should, but. I, but I don't know how to get We're all, that. we're still in the, we're still learning, no? Yeah, we're still learning. But I have to say, you are the best dad. Do you feel like the best dad? You scream at me, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> so these days now, like we have an office here, so I go to work. Like yesterday, for instance, where I didn't even breastfeed her all day. I had to go mid-shoot. We were doing this, this shoot. And I had to go into the bathroom and like hand express breast milk with my hands into the sink. Because yeah, my boobs were... No, you didn't bring the pump. I didn't bring what... the pump. And yeah. it was just, it was, it was just, just horrible. And now that she's eating some stuff, like she eats some like porridge and cereals and stuff. And, and it's, it's getting much, much, much easier. I never, ever... But Worry. now I have enough breast milk too. Yes. So one of the problems for me that we had, now that we're talking about this, uh, was that I had to follow you around for you to be able to do work. I had to like... Because of milk. Because of milk, because of feeding her. So I had to take care of the baby so you can work. But at the same time, I had to be able to feed the baby. And I couldn't do that without breast milk. And you weren't really pumping or the milk doesn't want to come out when you were pumping back then. And that was just very challenging for me because I was just, I, did, I wasn't my own person. I couldn't make my own decisions. And I was, yeah, I felt like, I don't know. And then when we're I together, get that. Yeah. and when we were together, you backseat parent. So if, <laughs> so if I have the baby. But it's in so the, hard not to be a backseat parent. When I have the baby, you're like, no, 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 not that sock. No, 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 not that jeans. No, 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 not that shirt. Hold it this way. Do this. Do that. <laughs> And then I'm like, okay, I can't even make my own decision, go where I want to go, and then I can't even take care of my baby. <laughs> of course, I'm going to lose my mind. <laughs> of course, you're going to... No, I'm going to fully give you all of this for 100%, right? And But you have no idea how many times a day I, like, swallow that urge to, like, like, don't feed her like that. Like, God, don't forget to burp her. Like, my, my mind is... Con you know, in the middle of the night, like, two nights ago, I wake up, I open my eyes, and I'm like, huh, I think she's going to poop soon. And then I hear, like... <laughs> Like there's like a an instinct with being a mom that's just yeah. Well, you know that feeling that you just described, <laughs> that you feel like you're like swallowing and not saying anything. And yes, it sounds familiar. Yeah, so with a with a triathlon, like not training and compromising. I guess we're both compromising a lot. Yeah, <laughs> but it's good to vent to this stuff. Like the reason we had to have that big blowout where I was like, "Fuck!" Like I'm gonna lose my fucking mind. You know, like, because we didn't talk about it in a really open, like, cry it out, like, but you're not, angry way. When either. you're that angry, you're not open to really talking. Like, I don't mean you, but I mean, like, as humans, when you're in, in it, you're not looking anything objectively. Yeah. But did you feel like, because, so let's go into this, like, the, the feminine and the masculine, like, like side of oh, things. Oh, everyone's going to hate yeah, me. Yeah, let's do this. This is, this is good. It's good How to talk about. How many of these listeners are female? 
all of them? I don't know. No, there's a bunch me. of guys here too. But this is a, a really important thing. So first of all, we are not like a traditional family constellation of no. family. No, we are like a very modern, I don't know. We're doing things specifically for Aruba and Central America. So yeah. I work and you're home with a baby. Yeah. Yeah. And I we have, have now... for our work week. I can write a book about it, even though there's a book already about it, but <laughs> it'll be a little different. It'll be a little different. The four-hour work week is like, wake up, go have a coffee over here, go have a fika over here, and then send one email when the baby sleeps. <laughs> you mean the the real four-hour week or mine? No, yours. Oh. Yours. <laughs> like one, one email here. I sent one email this week. No, but... Just the fact, so it took us a while to land there. We decided pretty early on. Like before we had the baby, you used to always say like, your dream is to be like a latte papa. We've spoken yeah. about this term before, latte papa is. So in Sweden, uh, the, the the dads are obliged to take out paternity yeah. leave. So you see a lot of dads around Stockholm or around Sweden, uh, kind of pushing strollers, holding their cafe lattes, like being a, a latte. But the, the first time I said that, I didn't know that this term existed at all no but you always said that you I, wanted yeah we, i think when i was 23 year old when we just met we were just talking with stupid stuff about the future and uh i said yeah when if we or when we have a baby and i remember that you were 21 i was 23 and we didn't plan it but we both decided that it would be great to have a baby when i'm 30 and you're 28 and yeah, that weird, happened huh? yeah and, and back then I also said like my dream would be you know I wake up in the morning I bring the kids to school I go practice on my golf swing because you know that's what I thought I should be doing when I'm older <laughs> I don't play golf yet you should be golfing when you're older yeah. <laughs> I think you will be I, have, I probably will. I have an inkling yeah, yeah. <laughs> no but I mean so that was kind of always in the back of our heads like and when we met you were doing you were managing a surf shop and then you opened salad skate shop and then it's like the yoga part of things took over and that's also where the opportunity was and like also where we started making money. Yeah. So we went that direction. So already early on, you made a lot of sacrifices for me pursuing yeah. my career, which is, I think, not super common in the traditional constellation macho, uh, of yeah. Yeah, macho culture, but also husband and wife, girlfriend, boyfriend. Like, yeah. it happened that way. Was that was that hard for you then? No. <laughs> it was a just, it was a, it was a part of, it was a part of life. It was uh, it was hard to close uh, salad skate shop, um, but it it had to be done. Like both me and my partner, my best friend, uh, like he, like I was traveling a lot with you, where we were still open. It wasn't so fair for him to stay alone with the shop all the time. And then he pursued even further into his beach tennis and art career. So he started traveling a lot too, and the shop was not doing good enough to hire a full-time manager to take care of it. It was just, it was just making ends meet at the time, and uh, yeah, we we closed it down. We didn't we didn't do any bankruptcy or anything. We just did a huge sale for all the kids and then closed doors, and then uh, we went to Sweden and we got married. Yeah, that's how it <laughs> happened. All of it at the same year. But but it was really uh because yoga of course in the beginning wasn't like your thing. No. No. But also because all the opportunity was there and of course like we started making money that way and we can make a living yeah. that way. Um there has been a lot of sacrifice on that end like, for you. And now with the baby, I think we realized pretty fast that like also the idea of like being a stay-at-home dad like it's not as easy. <laughs> as well, it not if you don't sounded. have any control. Yes. Not like to, it's. But because when, she was so little. Yeah, but we were fighting because you were like, you wanted to be a stay-at-home dad, <laughs> but I couldn't stay at home. I had to follow you around and your breasts, not even for me, for her. Yeah, but I think yeah, it's also not 
Like normally you have like as a mom, you stay home for the first year and you just breastfeed. And traditionally, like the dad would go to work and provide and That's in whatever. Sweden though. Yeah. Like in many parts of the world, including Holland, which is kind of right there for Sweden. Like I think you get two and a half months, maybe three months. And the dad gets a day and a half. Yeah. So then the dad has to go to work immediately already. And uh, we yes. were very, we were very lucky Like in any other jobs, both of us would have to be working now and she would, except for Sweden, um, she would have to be in some kind of daycare, some kind of like... The thought of that for me is, yeah, I'm really, really grateful that we don't have to yeah. do that. But like we have my friend Sarah, who's been on maternity leave for like a year and a half. <laughs> like it's totally yeah. normal here. And then her her guy is also taking his days and, you know, you you get a lot of time to be at home with your baby. But I don't think... Uh, the tradition is still, even if the mom goes back to work, is not that like the dad is the one staying home giving a bottle of of, of breast milk. Like, and she was yeah. so. I think I feel like my mom kept telling us this, like because we had those struggles. Like, it's not forever. Like, it's just when she's this little, she's soon gonna start eating other foods. You know, it's gonna be easier and easier and easier, and freedom will come there. And now, it's taken six months, but the past few weeks in Sweden yeah. now, this past month, I feel we've arrived at this. Yeah, for me, it's been the last few since the Ironman finished, and you had that, or we both had that pressure off our shoulders. Yeah, it's Everything been better. Got really easy. But it's been one month since Ironman. Yeah, it's been yeah. one month since Ironman, and now we have an abundance of breast milk in the in the freezer. Yeah, but and she's I don't you think that's related though? Like I was, I couldn't yeah, pump because pump I was so stressed, stressed and yeah. so much pressure, and like because also that's also like pumping is like uh, it's it's the only way I could work. Yeah. Right, and the only way we wouldn't fight because you didn't, you could do what you want. Like go see yeah. Patrick, go to another city, doesn't matter. Like you have all the food you need. So there was so much pressure there, and now as soon as that released Ironman is over, everyone can like chill the fuck out. Then all of a sudden my milk started flowing when I was pumping, and now we have like abundance of yeah. food for her, which is which is really good. But people ask this question a lot, like being a, a say say we would stay in Sweden now. I mean, now we're going to Aruba, we're always going to have studio there the offices are at the studio like we're not going to have that where i leave and i'm gone the entire day and i yeah. come back at 7 p.m and i say hi to the baby like we're always going to have yeah. this dynamic situation going but um is it a challenging thing to step into the role of being a stay-at-home dad It's, as a man you know as a as a man no like as a man female kind of thing like no i don't think that's weird at all If like if it's a challenge being a staying at home dad, as a person like gender neutral person, yes, I think it's hard because I've never done it before. So being I a stay at home parent, you mean yeah. doesn't matter if you're a mom or a dad. So I just have to get used to like doing it, and as long as I can do my four hours of week, so I can stay sane too. To train, you mean? No, my four hours a week of work. Of work, oh yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Train, I need more than that. Come on, <laughs> come on, you need more hours. Yeah, no, but, but it's I. Because I, I know at like some time I'm going to come back to work and I need to, I just need to stay up to date. I don't want to like lose everything we built, especially now that everything is going so fast. But didn't you feel like there was a part of like doing the Ironman, like it, at this point of our lives, like, was there a part of that where you felt like you needed to accomplish something? No. Because you said that, didn't you remember during one of our fights? Yeah, you I felt feel like, like I need to, ha I need to ha accomplish something, but it didn't mean like uh A 14-hour race. No, but anything. And Ironman I mean, was like a reflection means like having that. a full day of work or having, like, following you for a whole week and not being able to take care of the baby on my own. 
uh, really makes me feel powerless, useless. Uh, yeah, I can't do anything. So what I meant in that fight with accomplishment is like I need to be able to make my own decisions. I need to be able to be my own person. I think so was Iron Man a reflection of that like no. during these months? Not at all. You think it is? I really think it is. Yeah, because it the is training, really... The training, the training yeah, the of course, training not the race itself, but the, the training to accomplish something. The, the training to go away and be able, like, I made the decision to go running for 10 miles. I made the decision to go biking for three. But it could have been something else too. Yeah. It but I mean, it's like, the same for, like, imagine having that, because I have that feeling too, but like... Yeah. I, I didn't get to sleep a single night. Like my body doesn't belong to me. Like I'm, my body is just the purpose of my body right now is to feed another human being who's like clawing at my boobs yeah. all night long. But to be honest, that's a decision that you're making. What do you mean? If I can't choose not to feed the baby. I can't choose not to be up at night. Like no, but I've, I've asked you or I suggested numerous of time and your mom too to just go sleep one night there yeah, and I would stay here I would sleep during the day and be awake the whole night to make sure she's yeah, but one night is not going to change the like reality of just what it's like to be a mom yeah but I want to do this a few times a week maybe once or That's twice not a week happen. no well you're not open to trying it either <laughs> no it's not going to be temporary. like that like when in the midst of the worst sleep deprivation was like okay take one night go sleep at your mom's and you take the baby just so I can become like not have a nervous breakdown like that I get but it's not like a sustainable thing being not sleeping with the baby. Like when we come home now, we're going to have different routines again. And like, it's always hard when we're traveling and being in this tiny apartment where we have no bedroom. Like that's the hardest, hardest piece. But that same feeling of not having the freedom to just like make your own decisions and go into your own thing. Like it's the same struggle for both you and me. It's just manifesting in different ways. Yeah. Being a parent is fucking hard. Yeah. You are listening to From the Heart, Conversations with Yoga Girl. I love starting my day out with a beautiful smoothie packed with superfoods to fuel my body and mind. Well, knowing how to pair fruits and veggies can take practice. Adding in superfood powders that sound and taste mysterious is a whole other challenge to master. Well, you can take the guesswork and the time-consuming trial and error out of your shopping and out of your blending. Now you can get all of your superfoods super fast with Daily Harvest. Daily Harvest sends superfoods eat straight to your door with your choice of smoothies, activated breakfast bowls, and even nice cream, vegan sundaes. The produce is all organic and unrefined, and it looks as amazing as it tastes. You can actually see the whole ingredients when you open up each cup. Daily Harvest works closely with local farmers across the U.S. and freezes all ingredients at peak freshness to seal in the maximum nutritional value, unlike other fruits and veggies that are picked and packaged long before their nutritional peak. Each single serving cup comes ready to blend or heat and can be stored in the freezer ready whenever you are. Enjoying your cup of Daily Harvest is super duper easy. Just add water, maybe coconut milk if you're feeling fancy, and then blend and heat. In just 30 seconds, you have an insanely delicious and nutritious meal, so you can eat right, right now. Go to daily-harvest.com and enter promo code YOGAGIRL to get three items free off of your first box. That's the promo code YOGAGIRL for three free Daily Harvest cups at daily-harvest.com. daily-harvest.com. But what about the, the... I feel for you, it's easier to make a decision that, okay, Monday night, I'm going to have this wine. And then you're like, oh yeah, by the way, Monday night, I'm having wine. Like, you just tell me. And when I tell you like, oh, Monday night, I'm going to have wine, I don't tell you. I'm like, hey, is it okay? <laughs> That's I... not true. <laughs> That's fully true. Except you do it with training. <laughs> and then you learn through trial and error. Like, okay, you have to tell me way in advance or we're going to have like... No, you're you like, know. why don't you do boys night? I'm like... <laughs> 
You don't even let me go for a one-hour run. Of course, if I have, if I had to choose between boys' night or a one-hour run, I'm gonna choose the one-hour run. Really? Yeah. Yeah, but I guess that's the difference, and I choose the girls' night. And the wine. Yes, instead of like, yeah, I didn't yeah. do yoga yesterday. I had wine with my girlfriends. Like that yeah. was the that was the the choice. But it depends on where I, where I'm at. Like for me to stay sane, I need to be able to to vent and talk and have that night of just being totally, yeah. totally chill. But we've had a lot of nights where I tried to do that and then had to go home because it didn't work with the baby. Like it hasn't been, I haven't felt calm. Like I felt yesterday, like having one with my friends felt feeling really calm. Like I know, like there's no panic. Like even if she cries, something's up, like it's totally, everything is fine now. Yeah. And it has to do with her being older. Like, <sighs> yeah, it's not, it's not, it's not easy but what do you feel about like getting back to to complete this idea of the feminine and the masculine you said like women that are listening are not gonna get pissed no what's the idea behind do you feel like there is a difference equality means equality um for you like you're i feel like now more than ever you're like a super feminist (laughs) feminine feminist how do you say feminist yeah feminist activist and uh would you say you're a feminist um, I don't even know what the word means. That's I a problem. know, that's the problem. So if you say being a feminist is just the fact that you believe in equality. Yes, yes. of course. So then you are a feminist. But I feel like equality, like with you, uh, it doesn't feel equality. You feel like women should get more because of all the times in the past that women has been mis- mistreated. But I feel like equality should be equality. Like going from one extreme to the other extreme doesn't really like, like help either. We should just be equal. Yes, like there shouldn't should be, be there shouldn't but be a gender. Like I go to it as far as in sports. Like a lot of people say, like, oh, women should make as much as men. I'm like, well, there shouldn't be a man or a woman. There should just be one division. If you're good, you it shouldn't play. be like women's soccer and men's soccer. No, it just, just be, be soccer. soccer. Yeah. And if you're good, you're playing that division. If you're amateur and you want to classify yourself or categorize yourself, you go into the amateur. But that's. I think that's why I think all women will hate me. No, no. And I fully understand what you're saying. And I, that, that that's really nice and, and true and fair. And it's it's also part of uh, being a, a, a white man, privileged <laughs> and kind of sitting on top of your little hierarchy of, of society, never having to... Uh, you, you know, I'm you the only man working in our yes, building. Yes, of course. You're the only man working in the building. But you've never had to reflect deeply on what it's like to struggle with the hierarchy of society because you haven't had that exactly and that's yeah. where we come back that you feel that women should deserve more no to, to so, be compromised to be equal what i feel as, what, what i feel is that because it's not an equal playing field right now it's not yeah, it's agree. absolutely not yeah. what I, there's i don't can't remember exactly the exact date what is it's august 17th or whatever is the date when men can stop working for the rest of the year mm-hmm. and have the same salary as a woman working a full 365 yeah, day year like it's right. so unfair you make Women make what seventy cents to the dollar, like globally, as in in the Western world, compared and to I men. Agree that that's totally not, not correct. Right. Yeah. So what I feel now is, I have a responsibility within our business to pick a woman. If I have two yeah. people that are equally competent and equally good at what they're doing, a man and a woman, yeah. I'm going to choose the woman because we need to even out the playing field. And when it's even, when we're at a place of equality, yeah, yeah then it shouldn't be gender biased at all. You shouldn't think about is it a man or a woman. You just choose the person who's best for the job. But yeah. because we're not there. You were giving this example of uh, your friend's work where they had to choose, they had to uh, um, hire 50 women and a 50 men. It's really common also in, and I have to actually look this word up. In Swedish, we say kvotering, which is like... Quota. Uh, yeah, like you have a quota of 
women or minority that you have to hire within the company, for instance. Yeah. Um, and for me, and you I disagree think with that. I fully disagree with that. I think that's really sexist. I, th <laughs> I think like they should just interview and give everybody equal chance. If that means that that company has 80 women, 20 men, because that 80 women is more qualified, so be it. Yeah, but the problem is, so for instance, this company that was that we were talking about yesterday, it's every executive and every management position in that company is taken up by a man. Yeah. So there's never been a chance for a woman to advance at all. So it doesn't matter that they have 50 women working, 50 men, all the men have the management position. So all the men are the ones that advance. And then they say, oh, we're such an equal company because we use this quotation uh, to bring women into the workplace. But it doesn't make a fucking difference at the end of the day because the women are not making the same type of salaries. They're not coming into these management positions. So you have to first, even at the playing field, so like that's the most important thing. Yeah, you have to first give female more like what yes, you're saying yes yes and i fucking hate it's it like because the, it's like the, the future the, is female i fucking love this movement because yeah, it's it nice should be and that's also the thing like and I, and, and I have a really hard time with being being a white woman of course like i'm a minority in a way that's suffering through injustice yeah, for woman. being a woman yeah but that's only compared to like i'm a white woman that's only compared to being a white man a white man Try is like being a white blonde man <laughs> poor you everyone hates you everyone hates you no, and that's also not true, but it's still true that you, your kind, whatever, rules the world. But I don't know what it's like to be a cultural minority. I don't know what it's like if I was a black woman or Hispanic or it's a reality that I can't put my, I, I can't even imagine it because I but haven't suffered through that injustice. That but because of that, I have a responsibility to speak yeah, up exactly. about shit that happened. But and every that time I, I that do... That I fully agree with. And, yes. And it sucks that like you feel that you have to do this or... A Hispanic person feels like they have to get their voice out there, or uh, a black person feels like they have to get justice, because there is a lot of injustices. There is a lot of like um, non-equality. Like it's it's not equal, like you said. Yeah, but that's and that's also a lot of I think that the a lot of white men out there, like the people that run the company that we my friend works at that we spoke about yesterday, they don't even acknowledge the fact. Like people think that, oh, Sweden is like the most equal country in the world. Like look at how yeah. much paternity leave we have and we have this and this and that. Yeah, on paper, that's what it is. In real life, like in the workplace, that's still not the case. Like yeah. still not the case. But I'm also a, a little kid that was born in an island that has 80 nationalities. Yeah. Like true. my group of friends is like... <laughs> an ad for color of benetton <laughs> it's like a yes yes so for me it's also like very weird to understand this because i haven't dealt with it right. and maybe it's because i'm but you were a minority or... in school like yeah. you were there was fewer <laughs> i was the blanquito the you whitey. were the white kid in school yeah, yeah so it's totally yeah. i think sometimes people look at us and they're like oh look at these two like this white couple so privileged like you are we are, privileged. We are super privileged but yeah. also you are Caribbean born and, and raised. Most of our friends are not just regular blonde and blue eyed people. Yeah. But I feel like we're getting off topic. But I <laughs> <laughs> I feel more than ever so passionate about raising these women issues. And they're not even they shouldn't be female issues. They're they're men issues. They're humanitarian issues. Yeah. And addressing the parts and points of society where it is not equal like we have to speak up and also if you have all the privilege you don't even have to think about all the injustice like yeah. even more what can i do to change this conversation which for us now involves like yeah i want to i'm going to be a little gender biased for a little while and i'm going to hire you more. are super gender biased. i am super <laughs> gender biased right now because i want to raise the voice of the woman 
Yeah. It's fully true. But the way you're speaking about men in general, like a few days ago, it's like you like you have a hate for men. And not I don't think that's right. Not a hate for men. That's not true. What do you well, mean? I love you. I have a lot of men in my life that I absolutely love and adore. What I can't stand right now, and we've unfortunately had to deal suit. with a, deal a lot with this in our company, is the big man ego. I have a huge issue with that. And we've had... I don't know, three or four times in a row issues with someone within the company that thinks that they are the best in the world at everything. And I am like, no one could ever beat me. And I am the greatest, like no humility there. And I have a really hard time dealing with that. And that's something that I feel is, a, is at least in my world, reflected as like a man ego thing. Yeah. And I guess Iron Man, like it's like the epitome of the... Person. Iron person. Iron Man. <laughs> it should be called Iron Person. <laughs> But I'm trying to, because we are in a really good place now. Do you feel like, I at least feel like it was good that we got to have these challenges. It was good that we got to have these fights because we haven't had fights like that in a long time. Yeah, and then I, go, then I went and bought a bike. Yeah, fuck that <laughs> shit. <laughs> so the other day he comes home with a new bike and I'm like, is this a joke? Like, are you kidding? And then he says, uh, no, I sold my motorcycle at home so I could pay for this bike. So you don't even have to know that this happened. It's not affecting our personal economy. And I'm like, that's not the point. <laughs> like, There's so much more than being a trophy husband. I yeah, can't, it's hard being a trophy husband. Yeah, though. you can't just be there and look pretty. You have to go out and shop and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Well, let's... Uh, Call it let's, quits. Let's call it quits. Let's <laughs> see where this goes. But um, I want you on the show more often. Cool. You want to be on the show more often? Yeah. Once a I, month? Sure. Shake on it? Well, they can't see if we shake. Well, We're I, shaking I, right I, now. We're not. You're lying. <laughs> shake my hand. I can see your hand. It's shake going up hand. and down. Sh shake my hand. Once a month. <laughs> okay. I got like half a half a high five. We'll see where it goes. But um, I love you a lot. Mm-hmm. Mm. Thanks for being the best dad. The Did best we answer any questions? Though I felt like we, we didn't answered answer. a bunch. I just kind yeah. of weaved them in. A lot of it was about this. People are wondering, like, is it hard for Dennis to be a stay-at-home dad? Oh, I thought it was about the Iron Man. A lot about the Iron Man. We covered that too. We covered yeah. a lot of stuff. I love you. Hmm. <laughs> Say it back, you bastard. They know. They know. They know. They know. Okay. What's uh? What does the trophy husband have on the agenda today? Oh, I have to do a lot of packing, actually. Mm. And it's going to be very hard to do that while With having... Baby. Yeah. And I have to buy a bunch of curtains and stuff. <laughs> I love that so much. <laughs> okay. Um, thank you guys for listening. Um, I'll see you next week. And uh, you'll see Dennis uh, in a month. Yeah. Bye. Bye. A big thank you to my guest, Dennis Schoneveld my dear, dear husband, for joining me for a second time on the show. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to listen and subscribe to other great episodes of From the Heart Conversations with Yoga Girl. You can find all of these on rachelbraithen.com, on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or anywhere you normally get your podcasts. And don't forget to leave a review while you are there. Thanks to the folks at Cadence 13 for their production work. And of course, thanks to my sponsors, Take Care Of, Framebridge, Third Love, and Daily Harvest. Please support them the way they support this podcast. I will see you next week.